absence. All right. And so, again, um, this is our predominant series. I think I'm going to be on this through the month of um, June. Um, and and I'm, my goal is to ignite a prayer revival. The goal is to ignite something within you personally to take hold of the inherent power that God makes available to you through prayer. Great things happen when God's people pray. All right? And so you have to recognize that prayer can reach back into your past and reach forward into the future. Prayer closes distance. Prayer prayer causes heaven to move on the earth. You have to recognize the authority that you have when you pray. People don't pray because they don't realize what it, what it really does. If you really grasp what it did, nobody could keep you from praying. They can't take prayer out of school because they can't take me out of school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't take prayer out of school as long as I'm there. Daniel understood the power of prayer, so under threat of death, when he knew it was illegal, he opened his windows and prayed anyway. When he knew it was illegal, when he knew that they were, that they were waiting to kill him, he said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to quietly pray. I'm going to open my window so all of them folks can see me doing what I do. Yeah, because he understood the power of his prayer life. He understood that certain things just wouldn't move. If I only had one more breath in my body, after I had said my goodbyes, the thing that I would want to be going into heaven doing it's interceding on the behalf of the petitions that I have before God. Because I understand that there's power that we engage, increase through intercessory prayer. All right. Four objectives. Number one, to illuminate the authority of the believer and the power of partnership with the Heavenly Father through prayer. You have authority. Right? You are created with words of authority, all right? And heaven requires your participation to cause what, what God has in store in heaven to happen on the earth. And so God's looking for somebody to pray. Number two, to identify ranks, regions, realms, and regimens of prayer that will bring, that bring God's will to pass in the earth. Rank talks about your authority. Region says that your authority has a certain sphere 
And in that sphere, you are, you are the authority, right? Uh, ha have you ever been driving and then you saw a police car come up and you weren't quite expecting it and your heart started thumping? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Your heart started thumping. You know, you might not have been speeding in, but because you had been speeding before, your heart did, your heart just went do -do 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 Right. And then you roll up and then you realize you in this town, but they the, they the cop from another town. You're like, oh, they outside of their jurisdiction. Child, please. Yeah, you ain't even concerned no more. Yeah, because that's not his region. Yeah. So when God assigns you, people think their blessings are portable. You got to be where God sends you to walk in the blessing that he has for you. Yeah. Jesus understood that he was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. God told um, God told Abraham, here's, here's your ground. Every place the sole of your foot tread. And then he, he told him the boundaries. Yeah. So he had certain limitations that he has to, but within that region, he was the authority. Right, so that talks about region. Realm says that prayers is a natural and a spiritual transaction. Some things that you pray naturally cause things to happen that you can't see, but just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Okay, and then there are regimens of prayer because the effectual, fervent, fervent, fervent inner gale. Energetic prayers avail much. There's some work at it. You're going to have to work at it, right? Number three, to invoke the wisdom, the willingness, and work ethic to prevail in warfare prayer that overcomes darkness with the kingdom of light. Now we're talking about a specific prayer that stands up against spiritual opposition. There is a certain type of prayer that you go into where you have to interrupt the devil. And you have to be willing to face off against forces that are trying to hold up God's will from coming to pass in a situation. You have to take the fact that you got, you have a badge, but you also got a gun, spiritually speaking. All right? It's nothing, it's bad to have a badge, but then be unwilling to pull the gun when it needs, when it's needed. Yeah. What I want you to understand that is that there is a, a work ethic, a willingness, and a wisdom. God's got to give you, um, here's the enemy that you're up against spiritually. Here's the wisdom that I'm giving you. I want you to pray and target prayer in this area. And then you're going to have to work at it because that kind of stuff don't move easily. Okay? And then, 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 then finally to in invite Destiny Generation Church into the birthing position as we intercede for God to move on our region with revival. We want to get to the point that, you know, praise God for praying for you and your kids and all of that. And you should. Please don't leave them uncovered. Please don't do that. But I also want you to get to the point 
where you began to see what's happening in our region and ask God to do things for us regionally. I'm saying, Lord, don't let these folks get out of office and then they done done all of this stuff and somebody don't spend some time and time out. Now, no, that's not something you, you, you may not care about. I care about it. You understand time out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody need to go to time out. You know, I was all upset. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, if somebody, if one of your sons went into a bank with a letter, a letter that says, I want your money and I have a gun. Don't have to have one. Just have to have a letter. Right? Slide that across the table. When they catch him, they're going to put him in time out. Are we right about it? They're going to put him in time out. Wells Fargo had people with suits and, and offices with shiny shoes like mine, shirts and ties like I'm wearing. Stole millions of dollars by stealing people's identities. And all they got was a golden parachute. The company got a fine, but the people got off. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking orange should be the new black, but they just got away. See, to me, it's still a crime. So I'm praying about it. You understand what I'm saying? I just want you to understand, like, we got to pray about these things in our region. If the church don't stand up, who's going to stand up? All right. Scriptures, Genesis 1, 26 to 29, right? We've read this scripture a number of different times. What I want you to get down to is that that word, when God said that I'm going to give you dominion, the dominion he gave you is the dominion he took from himself because all authority comes from God. Okay. So if he gave you the authority here, then he has to stop by and see what you decide to do before he determines what he's going to do. Genesis 1, 26 to 29. Then God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Have dominion. Have ruling authority. That's the basis of our prayer life. The authority that we have to pray comes from the fact that God created us in this sphere to be the authority and to invite him to partner with us. Let fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God says, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, 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 seed. Prayer is one type of seed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't think every time... Every time a preacher talks about seed, I'm not asking for an offering. I ain't against asking for I'm just saying there's more than one type of seed. Not against it. That's not the only type of seed. Prayer is a seed that produces a harvest. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So the, har the harvest of much comes through effectual fervent prayer. Okay? All right. See, I've given you... Every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, 
to you it shall be for food. Ezekiel 22.30 says, So I saw for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. God is looking for someone to pray about situations. That's what the scripture says. He's looking for somebody to pray about situations. He's looking for somebody that'll take their time and not whine, but pray. Yeah. And he's looking for somebody among them. Among them. So wherever, whatever sphere you roll in, whatever the them that you are among, in that group of them, he's looking for you to pray. Whoever the them that I'm in, I'm praying at work. Listen, I don't want, I don't fire people. I don't want one of them to get so mad that they come up there trying to shoot. I ain't the only one. You know, most of the time they don't just get the person they're looking for. They get, there's collateral damage. I'm among them. I need to pray. I'm among them that's on their way to work. Lord, you see that knucklehead driving there. God bless them. Hi. Hallelujah. I want to wave like this because I might just drop a few fingers if I'm not careful. Hey, hey, how you doing? Stick a thumb up before I stick something else up. But I need to pray. Yeah. Yeah, whatever situation, wherever I am, I need to take my position among the them that I'm among and pray. All right. Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. This is, this is the one I'm going to dig a little bit more into today. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I was dead. I've been crucified with Christ. I was dead when he was buried. I was buried. That's why we go through. That's why we dip people in baptism. We don't sprinkle we dip, we don't sprinkle, because when we bury you, we're going to put you under the ground. When you physically, literally die from your physical body, we're not going to sprinkle dirt on you. We're going to cover you up. I was dead with him. But when God raised him from the dead, as far as heaven's concerned, I was raised with him. So he made me spiritually alive. He reconnected me to God who is life. And then he raised me up. I don't feel raised up. How do, what does raised up feel like? Oh, he, he raised me up. Just like when Jesus called Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. And here he was. All of a sudden, death 
came back into that body. But he was still in some grave clothes. But then he came hopping out the tomb. They raised him. And on the other side of that, the scriptures tell us that he was in a house of one of the Pharisees with Jesus sitting down. Made alive, raised, seated. But the seat that's described here isn't a seat of comfort. The seat that's described here is a seat of authority. He raised you up and seated you in a seat of authority. So we want you to understand what does that mean and how do I take advantage of the fact that I have a seat of authority? What does it mean to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus? Why? Because it, if I get this right, then it changes the dynamic of how I pray. I, 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 I have a little bit more boldness when I understand the authority that I have to, to make things happen. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. That's talking about somebody that has authority, and you have that authority. All right. So we've been talking. Uh, we've been giving you some prophetic impressions here. Just going to review the pieces that deal with um, what we're talking about today. Number one, we said there's a grace on Destiny Generation Church and on you, our members and partners, to be a lighthouse within our region. Let our light shine. Allow men to see your God works and glorify your father in heaven. Thank you for all that you did um, as we did our Destiny Festival, because that for us was a light lighthouse experience letting people see God works, different kind of things than we've done before, right? But we're so excited about it too. God is raising us up as an embassy of his kingdom, a place where ambassadors gather and from which they exercise governmental dominion regionally. That's an important piece because that's the thing that we are really looking for you to understand, that you are an ambassador. An ambassador doesn't speak on his own. A representative came, just, just as a natural example, from North Korea to speak on behalf of Kim Jong-un with President Trump. Lord, bless them in Jesus' name. Bless them, both of them in Jesus' name. Bless them in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Okay. Pray for kings and all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And so that he brought a letter from the premier, okay? He can't speak on his own. He's representing a government and a governmental ruler. You as an ambassador, I, I, I know the Bible says this, but what do you think about it? The position of my government is that this is right and that is wrong. 
I don't have a personal position. I don't represent myself. I'm an ambassador. I have to tell you what the position of my government is. Heaven is a government. Heaven's, uh, the constitution of the kingdom of heaven doesn't say we the people. It says I the king, and that king is Jesus. Right? So I have to represent the official position of my government. But then if I represent the official position of my government and I see something happening where I am, then I can take that on behalf of my government because an embassy still is the ground and the government of the home and country it came from, not the one that it's in. They will tell you, you go, you go to an embassy, you go to the embassy of India. They consider, even though all around it is American ground, that ground in there belongs to India. It's their embassy. So when we say this is an embassy, we say this is heaven's ground. Now, all around this may be Michigan. But up in here, it belongs to heaven. So then we're going to make this place operate like heaven does. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, back here in our embassy like it is in the home country. All right? Three, God is gracing the maturing aligned believer to multiply, to follow up, to evangelize, follow up, disciple, and oversee. You're commanded, commissioned, and empowered. Leverage your position among them, that's where we get those words from, to call them out of darkness into the marvelous light. Number four, this is the one we really want to get to. Prayer of intercession and spiritual warfare will be necessary to reap the harvest of souls. The devil's not just going to give people up. So you're going to have to pray. How many times? Till. Until. These died in faith, not seeing what they were believing for, but they were still fully persuaded. If you don't see it in this lifetime, the last breath should be that prayer of intercession. Lord bless him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm in glory now. Hallelujah, God. You got it from here. But I did what I could when I was in my body. Right? Earnestly contends for souls to be brought into the faith. And then you're going to have to confess and call things that be not as though they already were. You're going to have to call to it. You're going to have to see it. You're going to have to see past what you see to see past what you want to see. Yeah. You're going to have to see it before you see it. Yeah. You got to see it and call to it when you can't see it yet. Okay. All righty. So definitions here. We've given you some definitions on prayer, prayers, intentional communication with God, giving and receiving directives offering petitions, expressing adoration, verbalizing contrition, which is repentance and commitment, acknowledging thanksgiving and interceding for others. Okay. Prayer is also FaceTime with the Father that so impacts me that I leave with the greater reflection of his name, his nature, his character, and his conquering spirit. I, I want prayer to change me. If I've prayed right, it changes me even if nothing around me to my apparent eye has changed. If I believe I received it, whatsoever things you desire, at the moment you pray, 
at that moment believe you receive it sometime in the future you shall have it but you should you should already be believing that something has changed and so the fact that you believe something has changed should change you if nothing else because you understand realms you understand regions you understand ranks and you understand regiments so you believe that something's happening You don't wait for it to manifest. You, you believe that it is already happening, right? All right. Prayer is petitioning royal access, yielding effective results. Because we acknowledge God as a king and his empire as a kingdom, then prayer is our ability to access heaven and through that access provide God with access to the earth. Well, God can't, he can do what he wants to. I searched for a man among them that will stand in the gap. So he needs partnership because he created you with authority in his realm. He gave you the license to get him involved in your situation. Now, the devil will just bum rush you, but God won't. He's going to wait for you to let him in. All right? An intercessor is one who goes to God on behalf of another, fueled with the compassion of Jesus, or one who confronts demonic encroachments on behalf of another. Now, notice that there's times when I'm interceding and I'm asking God on behalf of somebody else, and then there's time when I see the devils in their life, and then I'm jumping in front of the devil and telling him, no, not this one. So I have to be willing to deal with both things and, ex and understand my authority in both areas. Yeah. I see something happening. You know, I, well, bump them. They just can. Wow, that's real intercession. Just let them just go and do what they want to do. Now, I'm not telling you, okay, you can't make people's over. You can't override their will. God won't. But you can pray and intercede for them to get more willing. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes we get frustrated. We think God frustrated because we frustrated. That's just us frustration. That's just us. <laughs> he long-suffering, but sometimes we not. <laughs> All right. I've given you eight principles of authority, so let's just review these real quick. God, number one, God is the author, the God, the author of all, is the source of all authority. He is the supreme authority. So authority comes from God. Authority originates with God. The source of all authority is on the throne, is the throne of heaven itself. And then he sets up systems of authority. Two, in the earth, he has chosen to delegate authority to humanity. Let us make man and let them have dominion in the earth. Three, the badge of that authority is your body, which is your earth suit. Okay? Number four, when you lose that earth suit, you lose your authority in the earth. Granny is not haunting your house. When she leaves granny's body, she has to go one or two places. She don't get to stay around here right? To be absent from your bodies, to be present with whatever Lord you chose when you was in your body. 
Number five, because man lost that authority through the fall, Jesus became a man to regain it. And then that scripture in Hebrews 10 says, sacrifice and burnt offering you don't desire, God the Father. Well, you have prepared me, God the Son, a body. He needed a body to do the business on earth. By the way, the Holy Spirit still needs a body. That's why we're the body of Christ. That's why he's asking you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that his will can still be done in the earth. Number six, the earth suit was so important that Jesus took his to heaven with him so that he could still pray for you and accomplish God's will in the earth. Wow, because he ever lives to make intercession for you and me. All right. Number seven, while you can pray for any and everyone, you are specifically empowered to pray for those connected to your sphere of authority or who have authority over you. That's why you need to be praying for the president. I didn't say you had to vote for him. But you do need to be praying. And I'm praying for, for Robert Mueller, but just you know, y'all can do with that what y'all want to. Surely your sin shall find you out. Find them, find them all, Jesus. Find them all, find them all. I ain't mad at nobody. Find them all. But I got to pray. Okay, you pray for what you want. I'm just saying, right? But I have a right to pray for those that's in authority over me. Yeah, yeah. First Timothy commands me to do it. Number eight, the body. Now, this is, this is the one that really gets us in trouble. The body that licenses you to pray will also fight you while you pray. Watch and pray. The spirit is willing, but that body gets weak. Yeah, it licenses me to pray, but it also falls asleep when I'm trying to. So I got to be careful. Yeah, I got to really, I got to work that thing, man. I got to make that thing do what it needs to do. Because if not, it'll make, it'll make me do stuff it don't need to do. I need to be watching and praying. I'm somewhere sleeping. All right. All right, so four pictures necessary to living the, in newness of life, right? This is also review, but this is the piece that I really want to get to and get to the last one. Number one, I am crucified with Christ, right? I am crucified with Christ. So we said, if you're struggling with the sin issue, imagine yourself on a cross just like Jesus, like them thieves on the right and on the left. And that even though you can't, you want to do it, you can't because you stuck up. Okay. That's a picture that you need. When that's sin, I'm crucified. I really want to, but I can't. Right. Then the second picture we have is that I'm buried with him. If I'm buried with Christ, a person that's buried, that thing don't even, it can't, it can't even influence a dead person. Like, you know, you know, when they bury you, I mean, you know, your body might have had, you know, we, we dealing with, you know, back in the day, it just used to be alcohol. Now they, they do opioid stuff, man. It's taking people out. I'm telling listen, listen, you, you better know if you've been dealing with some issues that I am buried with him. You got to make these pictures a living reality because people are struggling but if you, don't, if you don't get authority over this, this stuff going to kill you. I am crucified with him. I am buried with him. Because a, a person that's buried, you know, they, they ain't Joneson for nothing no more. 
Okay, so you got to tell yourself, I've been buried with him by baptism into his death. And then the third picture is, I am married with Christ. Romans 7, 2 through 4 talks about the fact that you used to be married to some old abusive husband, but now you are married with Christ so that you can bring offspring, you can give offspring to God. Wow, I am married. Okay, you got it? I am married with Christ. All right, so I want you to get a different picture in your head. Because the devil will tell you all of the stuff that used to run your life still got to run your life now. So you got to tell him, no, 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 I got a new husband. That was that old thing. You, you don't, I'm not in that house no more. Got a new husband, right? We live a different way. And then this last one, this is what we talked about in Ephesians. I am carried with Christ, but I'm carried to a seat. But not just a you know, we think, you know, plenty of good room in my father's kingdom. Just choose your seat and sit down. And there's nothing wrong with that song. You seated in heavenly places. There are good room in your father's kingdom. You should choose a seat and sit down in it. But that's talking about a seat of authority. So let's just deal with this thing about a seat of authority. You know, uh, during our, our, our Destiny Festival, I talked to you about how um, Meghan Markle uh, married a prince. She married a person who is born and has sovereign authority over a kingdom. Just the fact that she married in, she has, she automatically assumes a level of authority. But her authority is tied to her relationship. Okay. Now I've talked to you. I said, I said, listen, I said, listen, my daughter has my name and by inheritance, everything that I have accumulated and I'm working on accumulating some good stuff. I got you, baby. Um, becomes hers. But, but my wife has a different authority. She can spend it all now. She go to the bank. They let her take it all. They will let her take it all. They will let her take it all. It's a difference of a relationship. Okay, Jesus don't want no child bride. He ain't trying to rob no cradle. He's trying to grow you up to handle the authority that he's given you through marriage. All right, so she married. And because of that, now she's in the line of succession to a royal throne. Coming from slavery. I mean, she did that. She, she, they worked that wedding, though. I mean, I'm not into all of that stuff, but I was just like, well, chill. She worked that thing. Brought it together, brought the cultures together. They talked about the royalty and the slaves all brought together in single, in a single union. Well, that's what happened to us in Jesus Christ, didn't it? We was all enslaved to sin. Jesus was born divine royalty, had a right by inheritance to sit on a throne at the right hand of majesty on high. But we now have been raised together and seated with him in heavenly places because we're married to him. Uh, 
we don't understand that because we think every seat is equal. But why do you, when you go into a courtroom, no matter what other seat you sitting in, when the judge walks in, what, what's the two words they say? All rise. And we all stand up and wait until they're seated, but they're not just seated down in a seat. They're seated in a seat of authority. That gavel that they hold in their hand represents authority. Got it? It's interesting as we go through this process of investigation on our president, the people, his attorneys are saying, you can't prosecute a sitting president. Why are they calling him a sitting president? Because he has a seat of authority in the Oval Office. I'm trying to get your mind to understand when it's scripture says that he's he's raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places. You have a seat of authority. But you have to choose to exercise it. From that seat of authority, now you're not dealing. Sometimes we feel like we look in the devil in the eye. When Jesus was seated, Ephesians 1 says he was seated far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. And if we're seated with him, if he's far above, I'm far above too. Megan, get what Harry got. Yeah, she get she had her seat, her seat in the Buckingham Palace just like his. I want you to understand when you're praying about situations that you're praying from a seat of authority. When you're when you're pushing back darkness off your children, you're doing it from a seat of authority. You're not looking the devil in the eye. You far above him. Child, please take your hand off my daughter. Not in my name, in the name of Jesus. Because the name I've been given to use is not my own name. But you need to understand how to use that name. Right? That's why this authority thing is so important. When an when apostle preached, she, she gave us some examples. One um, she gave was the example of Abraham dealing with Sodom and Gomorrah. That in that region, he was the authority. And God waited to hear him to determine what he was going to do. And even though God didn't save the whole city, it said God remembered Abraham and got his nephew out of trouble. Sent angels to get his knucklehead nephew out of trouble. Yeah, he did. Sent them to get him out because he was praying. Now, I got some scriptures here, Ephesians 4, 7 through 11. She also talked about Esther and Mordecai. So Ephesians chapter 4, let me see, Esther chapter 4. Thank you. Esther chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. And Mordecai told him, the servant of Esther, all that had happened to him and the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay into the king's treasury to destroy the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for their destruction, which was at Shushan, that he might show it to Esther and explain it to her, that he might command her to go to the king to make supplication to him and plead 
before him for her people. And Hatak returned and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to Hatak and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court of the king who have not been called, he has but one law put, put all to death except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. All right? So just like a judge has a gavel, it's not just the stick. He's not just banging on the table. It represents authority. So this scepter that the king had represented the king's authority. And if that authority isn't pointed at you and you come into his presence, that you will die, you will immediately be put to death. Okay? Right? Next scripture. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. God the Father talked to God the Son when he raised God the Son from the dead. And it was in Hebrews chapters 1 and 2, there was a, there was a dialogue happening. And here's all the things that would happen. So I'm just picking out one verse out of all of the verses that's there. That's a good study all you preachers in the house, just to understand the things, the words that God used. Again, he shall be to me a father, and again, I shall be to him a son. Why was it again? Because it was my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? You didn't forsake him for his sin, you forsake him for my sin. But then he began to put it back together. And then this scripture says, but to the son, he says, your throne, these are the words that he was recreated with your throne oh god now he's calling the son he he had emptied himself of his divine privileges now he gets his throne back and he's get his deity back your throne oh god is forever and ever a scepter he also has a, a thing of authority of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom so just like ahasuerus pointed the scepter at Esther, when you come to God in prayer in the name of Jesus, that same scepter, heaven's scepter, is pointed at you. The scripture says that he pointed the scepter at Esther. She reached up and touched the scepter and sat down. Go back and read it. She sat down. And then he said, baby, what you want? Now, see, you got to have a good woman to understand what I'm talking about, but you know, when she got somebody, like, everything you got is hers. Baby, baby, what you want? I'll give you half the kingdom. What you want, baby? What you want? God's scepter is pointed towards you. When you understand your power in prayer, you go on, you boldly approach the throne of grace, and then you sit down. What you want, baby? And then she made intercession. And then the whole dynamic of everything that was going on that the devil thought was going to happen, it all changed because of her taking her seat of authority and making intercession. James 5 and 16, last scripture. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Part B is the piece that I'm getting to. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, righteous person, avails 
much. Let's stand. You have righteousness, but you have to be willing to exercise that righteousness. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly to pray about things. Use that name of Jesus. You have to pray for people that don't understand the power of prayer like you do. They may even be in covenant. The scriptures cause Lot a righteous man. He never calls him holy, but it does call him righteous. <laughs> it does call him holy. It doesn't call him holy. Go back and read it. Righteous Lot vexed his righteous soul with their unrighteous deeds. But Abraham understood the power of prayer. I just want you to understand that you have authority. You have a seat of authority. As we go on, we're going to talk about taking that seat of authority. We're going to go back and really deal in the effect of fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And how do we take our right standing with heaven's government to begin to do things, to begin to pray prayers that change circumstances and situations in people's lives? Amen? Remember, God has an amazing plan for your life. He put this plan in place before any problem, mistake, habit, or misfortune overtook your life. So often people try to get their act together and then come to God. But the reality is, is that you can't get your act together on your own. That's why we have to come to God. So while all heads are bowed, eyes are closed, believers are praying. I'd like to help you come to that place where you're crucified with Christ, where you're buried with him, where you marry with him and even carried with him to your seat of authority. And so I understand about all of that. You don't have to understand it all right now. But I tell you, if you let me lead you into the process, everything will change in a moment. It's people wonder why people love to see the royal children when their babies are born. They understand that even though that child doesn't know it, they have a position of power and privilege that they are born into. The same thing happens to you when you're born in Christ. You may not understand it all, but you still have a position that God honors. And so... I'd love to lead you through that process. So I got four appeals that we're going to just ask you about and give you a chance to wave your hand and acknowledge each one of those. The first is, if you like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I just want to know that, and then I'm going to pray a prayer with you. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not just going to pull you out. I just want to know who I'm praying with and praying for. If you, Pastor David, I'd love to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Um, I'd like for you to lead me into a prayer that gives me that authority that you talked about. You just raise your hand and I can see it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. See your hand, see your hand. All right? Second appeal that we're making is 
maybe uh, you're a believer, but you've allowed hurts, hindrances, or habits, things to get in the way. You know, there are things that can put you at odds with heaven's government. But no, you don't have to fear. Jesus came in his blood that, that allows you to get right with his kingdom, allows you to stay right and cleanses you from all unrighteousness in concern of his kingdom as well. Maybe the Lord just dealt with you on some things. You know, prayerlessness is a sin. You need to pray. He told us to pray. So if you don't, you're in violation with heaven's government and you're not helping the way God wants you to help. If the Lord's been dealing with you or something in the word that you really are believing God to move in your life or cause to make manifest. Can you show me that? Just show, show me your hand. I see your hands going up. I see your hands going up all over. You know, Jesus is the gov is the is the king but the holy spirit is the governor he is the one in the embassy that is boots on the ground you understand that term boots on the ground he is heaven's primary representative here to help you live out the life to give you the power that you need to exercise the authority that god has put in your life the Bible calls him the spirit of intercession. He is the spirit that empowers us to really pray through. I don't know about you, but I see need in my own life for greater empowerment of the Holy Spirit to pray. I'm praying. That's not the issue. But I see that the needs are greater than the amount of prayer regimen that's currently active in my own life. I know that for this church to grow, my prayer life has to go to a different level. But it's not only me that's held with that assignment. Heaven doesn't just hold me accountable for that. Heaven holds each and every one of you. So if God's dealing with you and you believe in God to receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, even praying in the language of the home country of heaven, praying with other tongues, then would you show me that by raising your hand? I'm believing God to empower me to pray through the Holy Spirit, receiving the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to pray at a different level. Amen. Amen. And then finally, finally, this is for the visitors that's among us. I love to be your man of God. I love to be your pastor. I love for Destiny Generation to be your church. We believe that God has raised us up to raise up a light of spiritual, social, and economic empowerment that brings transformation. We believe that there is destiny discipleship here, that there's destiny um, development here, and that not only will we do those things, but you will turn around and make destiny deposits in the lives of others and make a destiny difference in our community. We believe that God has an amazing plan for your life called destiny hidden inside of himself and placed inside of you in a seed form. I'd love for you to come a part of our kingdom community to, to, to experience that. And if you want to get information about, about membership at Destiny Generation Church, it's not hard. It's very easy. I'd love to just get that information. Can you just raise your hand so I'll know and then I'll come and reach out and talk to you when service is over? Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Come on. Let's pray together. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I come to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I believe 
God raised you from the dead just for me. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm crucified with you, that I'm buried with you, that I'm married with you, and that now I'm carried with you and seated in a seat of authority. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to come into my heart with your baptism power. I receive it now to pray at a whole new level with a whole new language. Thank you for it right now. I believe I receive increase into my life, into my family, into my community through intercessory prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and clap right there. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can be seated. Um, hang on. Uh, hallelujah. Please be seated. Uh, just want to acknowledge each and every one of you that has been a part of our broadcast today. We are so grateful for all the things that you, uh, that you do to allow us to just come into your home and uh, where, wherever you are on your smartphone, on your tablet, uh, on your computer. Um, to allow us to share this glorious gospel with you so that you can experience the difference of destiny. We certainly appreciate you being there live, but we will even more appreciate if you will make your way out to the house of God. Please like, share, um, comment so that we know who you are and where you're watching from and uh, understand that you have a chance to help us make the difference of destiny. There is information there that'll tell you how to sow into this word. If it's been a blessing to you, we certainly encourage you to do that, helping us to carry this gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth and helping others experience the difference of destiny and finding the path of God for their lives. Please check in with us next time. We'll be here Tuesday night. Come see us and then join us at 1011 Hammond Avenue in the city of Flint next time. In Jesus' name, God bless you. See you next time.